Hello everybody. I um want to talk to you guys really quick and this really this conversation is really is for black women. And I pause. I didn't sigh in a bad way. I sighed because I think about and I thought about just my upbringing as a black girl, as a black woman, I thought about our history. I thought about how we came from kings and queens. We are kings and queens and how we had our own sense of identity, our own connection to God and nature, our own trust in ourselves. And I thought about how that was stripped away when we were enslaved. Yet there was still this soul that could not be shaken or broken within us. This resilience, even after death, that still lives on beyond the physical. Um, I wanna talk today about, um, just to, to black women, because I love us, because I'm passionate about us, And because I am us, (laughs) I want to help you dismantle um, some of your fears, to lighten your load a bit, to um, bring about joy in your heart and in your soul. How I would like to approach this is by getting to the root and understanding really why is it that we don't have, um, why some of us don't have joy and why some of us, if you were like me, felt just the need to um, keep your walls up, to keep your walls up. When I was younger, I... um, was raised to be strong, but not strong in a sense of what real strength is. What I found out later on in my spiritual awakening, wake awakening consciously, um, and that is that strength really is about vulnerability Being able to see the scars or the distorted beliefs that you thought you had to believe about yourself. Being able to massage them, heal from them, and most importantly, release yourself from them. So as I said before, being a little girl, my mom made a very strong emphasis on 
Be strong, be strong, be strong. Be strong. Be strong. Don't let anybody run over you. Don't do this. Don't do that. If somebody comes at you like this, you say this. Make sure you don't do this. Make sure you do this. Make sure you do that. And there was this wall that I lived in the world um, thinking that I had to be. There was no um, real rest for my soul because I had to keep up this image of being strong. And I got tired of being strong. I didn't want to be strong anymore. I wanted to take my cape off. Whether if nobody wanted me to or not. I was ready to not be strong again. And whatever that looked like. I was willing to be that. There was this sense of identity and validation that I had from clapping back, being defensive, being mean, telling people off. And it didn't feel right, if I'm honest with you. It didn't feel right. But it felt like it was the right thing, quote unquote, to do. And so this journey of breaking has really allowed me to break and release that stuff off of me. To become vulnerable when I'm afraid. But to be vulnerable anyway. To sit with myself. When I'm triggered. To pause. And to allow it to pass. When I feel my sense of I gotta be right. Wants to be in the forefront. I remember being a little girl. And hearing be strong. Don't let anybody uh, run over you. Don't let. No quote-unquote man um, take care of you. Remember my dad saying that to me. That was his best advice that I do not regret. Just sharing with you how we can detach ourselves and heal. You can detach yourselves from those agreements and heal. Even when your fear wants to hold on to it, you can detach yourselves from those agreements and heal. I remember when he made that statement, my first thought, my first thought was, whoa, that's pretty hard. (laughs) Whoa, that's, 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 that's pretty heavy. But where that advice came from was from his experience With my grandmother. See my grandmother. My grandfather died. When my father was young. 
and my grandmother was left um, with uh, my grandfather left my grandmother with a lot of bills so my dad shared with me and my assumption this is my assumption now he didn't share this part with me but my assumption it was that he felt he had to take care of her and um, he really didn't have a chance to grow up um, slow as a child. I'm quite sure he had to hurry up and figure out how to fend for himself and seeing the struggle of my grandmother. Right? And so that was his wound. that he didn't heal from. And he was passing along what he believed was best for me. And that was to not make sure, to make sure that I got a college degree, that I got a good paying job, and that I made sure that I didn't let anybody Take care of me in that sense. And also, I remember um, as a teenager, never really asking my parents for too much. Didn't ask for too much. Um, because if I asked for too much, I didn't want any backlash or to feel judged or to feel like I was taking from them or I was a burden to them. So I always figured it out on my own. I personally don't think that that is a good trait to have in a sense of where you don't ask for help. Even if the person doesn't have it, to still ask for help. I remember when my mom would say, you know, don't ask, just, just whatever somebody gives you, you just take it. But really don't ask for too much help because you don't want to be a burden to folks. Or even when, you know, you go to a family house or a friend, friend of your parents' house, friend of your, your, your parents, and they say don't ask for nothing, right? <laughs> They say don't ask for nothing, but say if you're hungry, right? But what if you're hungry? It's that pride. You don't want to make a scene as if you're not being fed. But that's not what it is. That's not what it's about. If you're hungry, you're hungry. (laughs) If they have it, they have it. It's not up to them. It's, It's not, I'm sorry. It's. Not up to you to try to decipher whether or not that person has it or not. If you're in need, ask for help. That's the thing. It's not saying that you're not self-sufficient. It's not saying that you aren't capable of doing it. Now, if there's a belief that you feel you aren't capable of doing it, that, you know, you know, that, that you believe that you can't do it because you don't believe you're smart enough or, you know, I'm talking about that. Now that that's a belief issue, you know, 
I'm talking about being vulnerable to ask. The vulnerability was shut off for me. Because the closest people to me didn't have the capacity for me to be vulnerable with them. So I put on what I thought I had to put on and that was this wall. And when I got my first job, I remember being so afraid of money, afraid of losing it, afraid of having it, afraid of keeping it. It was just afraid. And I knew that this didn't feel right, but I thought it was something that had to be right because, right, my loved ones told me this. So this has to be true, right? But something always never felt right. So I had to walk this out. When God shared with me on that day, it was in the year of 2016, and I was in... I would say one of my worst moments in my life was I just had a meltdown of trying to be a strong black woman. Just And really, y'all, it was just trying to keep up with all of what I thought I had to keep. The belief, don't ask anybody for money. Make sure you, ha- you have a good job where you... Um, can, um, you know, take care of yourself and make sure that you don't, um, ask, uh, your no man for your money, you know, just all of this heavy, um, defenses that I carried that was too heavy for me to carry. It was too heavy for me to stay angry. It was too heavy. It was too heavy for me to carry this this identity of stay guarded, stay defensive, stay the, it was too heavy. And I had to get to a point where I had to sit with myself. I sit with myself a lot. (laughs) And I pause. And in sitting with myself, and as I begin pausing, I begin seeing how important it is For me to let that stuff go. And that's why my heart is. Towards black women. Or anybody hurting but. Just more in particular people who look like me. Because you can relate. 
You can understand what it means to be strong. But being strong meant don't cry in front of people. Make sure nobody doesn't run over you. And we understand that because of just the inequality of, of um, men versus women. That in society, we feel, you know, our, our salary isn't the same as a you know, man's salary. And even the manipulation sometimes over the pulpit of women um, being um, lesser than men. And this doesn't apply to every person over the pulpit. I'm just saying for those that have experienced someone over the pulpit speaking that women are less than men. Or that we're less of value, you know, than than men. And these these labels and these beliefs are very um, heavy shadows that hides our true beauty, that hides the true essence of who we really are. that hides the greatest gift and that is love. The most nurturing gift and that is love. The most healing gift that we could ever have and that is love. And so some of the things that I do to constantly flow in the vibration of love. Now, I'm not always in the vibration of love. Sometimes I'm in the vibration of trying to be right. Sometimes I'm in the vibration of, no, I just want to stay mad right now. Sometimes I'm in that vibration. I don't stay there long, but sometimes I go there because something will trigger me. And sometimes I will go there, but I allow it to pass. I may have my tantrum. I may have my feeling of needing to be right. But at the end of the day, I know what is true. And I'm reminded of the power to choose. And I know what is best for me. And that is to know that I'm already whole. And to not hold on to my pride. To not hold on to even the belief of not being enough. Sometimes if you've been told that or subliminally because you don't measure up. Sometimes you may have to, for me, I have to like pause a minute. Wait, I got to pause a minute. And say, hmm, wait a minute. Is this because I believe that I'm not enough? Let me pause and allow this to be released because I am. 
enough without measure. We carry a lot. We can carry a lot. But we are not designed to carry it all. We're not really even responsible for our families. And this is what I mean by that. What I mean by that is, of course there is a sense of responsibility that, or a sense of care and nurturing that you do for your family, for your children, for your husband, for your um, your spouse, for your, for your loved ones, right? But the twist of that is doing it out of love and not out of obligation. Whenever I feel that I'm doing it out of obligation. I pause to release that. I stop. Because if I feel a sense of bitterness, if I feel a sense of like obligation out of anger, either one, I'm neglecting myself, Or two, there is a belief that I feel that I have to do it out of force. And that is not loving yourself. And it's really not showing up um, as authentically you. To give from a place of, oh, I have to do it. You want to give from a place of truth, but also from a place of fullness. Now, there is also a time when we present ourselves that doesn't seem pretty to the naked eye. Sometimes we present ourselves. I know I've learned this on my journey. And that is presenting yourself when you're not okay. I have had to lean into this. Being a mom. I remember whenever I would feel the need to cry. I would want to hide. Because I didn't want my girls to think that I was weak. Or that I wasn't okay. Because I have to be okay. And that's not true strength true strength is vulnerability true strength is vulnerability saying I'm not okay saying that I'm 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 broken right now saying that something triggered me I gotta sit and release that because guess what You are not the only one that says I'm not okay. You need to be able to show your children that I'm not okay. You need to be able to show your children 
the vulnerable side of you so they can see that it's okay to feel broken. They need to see that. My kids have seen me crying in the car. Now before, I did not, I was not okay with that. But I remember a loved one shared with me and said, no, it's good that they see you like that. It's good that they see you like that. Because when they see you like that, you're showing them, oh, this is what vulnerability looks like. When you are vulnerable with yourself, there's a sense of trust that you have in yourself. Did you know that? I had to find that out. When you have a sense of vulnerability with yourself, you have a sense of trust with yourself. The reason why is because You have opened up your heart. You've opened up yourself to say, I'm not okay. And it's okay that I be in this space to say that I'm not okay. I trust myself enough to be vulnerable enough to say that I'm not okay. That's why vulnerability is strength. That's why. That's why. That's why. I remember, as I say, stayed before y'all, I was afraid to ask for, did I show you with y'all? I was afraid to ask for money. <laughs> I was. I was afraid to ask for money. And I'm so glad. That it broke me on today. I'm so glad that it broke me on today. Because my own fears was broken today. I was so, y'all, I was so, I'm talking about so accustomed to like, and that, that's the noise of like, Um, staying like secluded or staying like closed in. (laughs) I was so accustomed to, no, I got it. 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 And there's nothing wrong. I remember my daughter saying this earlier today. She's like, mom, there's nothing wrong with saying that you have it if you have it. I was like, oh yeah, if you have it, you have it. But mommy struggled with saying that I don't have it. And knowing that it's okay that I don't have it. That's what mommy struggled with. That's what mommy struggled with. I did. That was the identity. I said it before. That I grew up under. And I had to detach from that belief. 
So this is why I've stated before in our previous, um, my previous podcast that it's good when we are triggered. Because you're able to, to sift that stuff around. Like to sift whatever stuff you got in you, to sift that, to sift through that, to, to release that. You have to sift through it to release it. When you trigger, what is that, that thing that's triggered? What is that energy? What is that, that, that stronghold? What is that belief that, I, that I've identified myself with that I felt I had to be? Based out of, I don't know, believing you had to be this in the world or because you were a black woman or because you were a black man or because you are a minority or because you you were um, a, um, an orphan or because you were, uh, you know, your mom died when you were younger because your dad um, was, I don't know. had an addiction or maybe you had perfect parents to you, you know, maybe they, maybe you had perfect parents and there was some beliefs that you had about yourself where you felt you had to just always be happy. Whatever your beliefs were, whatever you felt you had to um, grow up believing and thinking Your body is so divinely intelligent. It's connected to our soul. The energy in our soul speaks. Our body responds to the energy that we hold, to the beliefs that we hold. That's why we are we get triggered. Because if we are able to identify and go to the place, okay, why am I triggered? And when we identify the trigger, we're able to detach from it. I want to invite you to a um, self-paced mini course that I have. Um, It's called Heal Your Heart. It's so good. (laughs) It's $27. I will leave the link at the bottom. Um... But it is an awesome way to heal, way to identify. Because the more that you sit with yourself and detach, constantly detach from that, from those agreements, from those beliefs, from what you thought you had to be, from those wounds, from those um, um, uh, scars, from that wall, those walls you felt you had to put on. The more you sit with that to detach from it, the less you will become triggered because you will dump out more and more of of who you thought you had to be. You'll begin to dump out. You'll begin to release it and let it go because you were made, you were designed to be free, to be healed, to know that you are whole. To know that you are whole. There is a healing audio that um, I have for you. There's also a quiz that I have as well. If you would like to um, 
take this free heal your heart quiz. It helps you identify because a lot of times stuff we have stuff that we're holding on to that we don't even know we're holding on to to or we're holding on to stuff thinking that we have to hold on to it. I know all about them strongholds, honey. <laughs> I do. I'm laughing at myself saying honey because I love saying honey. It makes me feel warm inside. But I know all about that. Thinking you have to be that when you don't. That's the power that you really have. But when you're giving you we, we don't oftentimes we don't know this because um we aren't awakened consciously. Right? We feel we gotta we have to um keep that sense of identity with us. But it that's not who we really are. We're just walls. There's, it's just walls that we that we felt we had to build to live in this world. And social media, the news, does a lot to stir up those emotions, to stir up our need to be right. Even the, the knowing the history of our, our ancestors can stir up the emotion, to stir up our need to be right. But as I stated before, and I actually posted it, I don't want to be right. I want to know that I am whole. I don't want to be right. I want to know that I am whole. Because when you know that you are whole, there is no need to be right. So once again, if you would like one, the um, self-paced Heal Your Heart mini course. I will attach the link to that at the bottom. If you also would like to sign up for my mailing list um, to receive my um, Heal Your Heart um, free audio and also the Heal Your Heart quiz, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for joining me. And letting me share my heart with you. I feel so much love right now. I'll see you guys next time.